It's episode 47, UK rain, but you can't hide. <laughs> it's a crazy little thing called Love Death. Let's begin the show. It's me again, the one and only, Mr. Love Dev Darthager. I hope I said that right. <laughs> How is everyone? Everybody good? Yeah, it's been, uh, what, it's been three weeks, I think, since I did the last podcast. Um, not a lot has changed. Not a lot has changed. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully I'll try and make this fun, because that's what this podcast it's all about, it's about having fun, isn't it? Talking about fun, one of my neighbours, I think I've mentioned this already, uh, the noisy neighbour who doesn't even live on my road. So there's a road that's behind mine, uh, where there's a gully that separates the back of my garden and their garden. And last weekend, for some reason, this guy, he was playing music um from his garage at what was i think he started it about i heard it around midnight i think it was and guess what time he had it until 6 a.m in the morning 6 6 a.m in the morning mate it was annoying right i don't mind people playing music or if you're having fun fair enough did not sound like he was with his friends because last time he did it, there was a group of people and they were all shouting. And but they didn't go until they went until about three or four, I think, that day. But um, yeah, the the this guy was playing music till six in the morning. Six in the morning. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was like um, it was like that Turkish music, you know, that Turkish pop. You know, like a bit Arab, it's got a bit of the Arab vibe in it. You know what I'm talking about. The stuff you hear when you go on holiday, when you go to Turkey or Egypt and they're playing that music in the pool. <laughs> and you're dancing to it and you're thinking, you know what, this is all right, isn't it? This is all right. Yeah, he was playing that. I was like, what is wrong with this geezer, man? It was loud. And then I noticed, right, that the like the music would go down really low or it would turn off and then after about say 20 seconds it went back up again really loud <laughs> i tried my best to sleep man i'm uh, luckily it wasn't a warm night it was warmish but it wasn't like cuz we've had some days where it's been really like, been hitting like 30 degrees in the uk and um, obviously if you're from a hot country you know what it's like in the night um, you need you need your windows open. So all my windows were open that night, but um, I had to close them, man. And I could just about still hear it. But <laughs> I think the funniest thing about it was that was when it woke me up. It woke me up a couple of times during the night, and I think it was round about five ish. Um, he was playing this same song on repeat, the same tune, the same tune. Right, and a, there was a bit where I woke up just lying in bed with my eyes open 
thinking, this geezer needs a slap, right? But there was a tune he was playing, and I was like, you know what? This sounds all right, though, still. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I need to know what the words are, because obviously it was in a different language, but a bit of it was in English. And I was trying to learn the the, the chorus. I think it sounded like the chorus. I was like, I, I, need, to, I need to YouTube this song, man. <laughs> I need to YouTube it. Oh, I was so annoyed, right, the next day. I actually went back round. I went round to the road. Yeah. I went round to the road. And uh, there was this geezer standing in his porch. And I called him over. Because it was around about where we're at the back of my garden is. So it was around that area. And I kind of know where, where, where the house is. But I can't exactly pinpoint it. Anyway, the, I called the guy. I went, yo, mate, yo, yo. Obviously, I had to play the... The hard knock thing, and it. <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, do you know who's playing music till six in the morning?" I said it was really loud, and he was annoying me. And he was started talking. He's like, "I'm really sorry, I don't know, my brother. I didn't uh, hear anything." And I was looking at him, and I was thinking, "It's you, and it. It's you, and it. I know it's you. I know it's you, me blood. I know, but in my head." That's what I was saying. I was thinking, I bet it's this geezer because he's got an accent. Like, but I didn't want to judge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I think it must have been his girlfriend. I mean, I can't say it was, but this white woman come out. She went, you all right, mate? You all right, mate? I went, yeah, yeah. I said, who was playing music till six in the morning? I said, it's annoying, man. And I know it's on this road because the garden backs to the back of mine and I can hear it from their garden. And they were like, I don't know, love. I really don't know. Then their kids come out. <laughs> the kids are like, yeah, 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 we heard it. I told you, mom. I told you, mom. I heard the music till five in the morning. I told you I was I was awake. It woke me up. And I was like, see, someone on your road thinks they're having a frigging party, man. And they were like, oh, we don't know who it is. They said, actually, there's some Romanians a couple of doors down. And I went, hmm, could be Romanians. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't have a clue. I just kept thinking Turkish in my head for some reason. Like, yeah, yeah, it's those Romanians. I go, look, their blinds are still shut. So this was about midday-ish. And I said, yeah, yeah that's weird. I go, go knock on their door. Go and wake them up. I bet it's them. <laughs> I was too scared to knock on the door and, and, and wake them up. Um, but... Oh, mate, it was, it was just so annoying. Do you know what I mean? Like, didn't need it. Not that early. It it was too early, man, for that stuff. Yeah, that that and I was actually a little bit tired because I went to the gym. Yep, back in the gym now. Um, second week in. I've only been going the days that I'm not working. So, But I've been waking up early. I've been waking up like 6, 7 in the morning. Go to the gym, do an hour and 20 minutes. Have a quick shower, come back out, I feel great. I'm trying to want to lose this weight, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you have to clean all your equipment now in the gym. You know, you got to spray it with anti-back and give it a wipe, which is fair enough. Um, other than that, I had a haircut, finally. Went to my hairdresser. Oh, mate, it was kind of emotional. Like, <laughs> I'm an emotional guy. And, um, yeah, like, the, the, the hairdressers have changed. Not, like, the hairdresser, but the actual shop's changed. He's got rid of some cupboards. 
He's painted the walls like a nice grey colour. And um, it looks now it looks decent now the shop does. And um, yeah, man, it was good to see my hairdresser there because I've been going there for years. I've been going in there since what? I mean, I'm, I don't want to give my age away, but nearly 20 years probably now. Yeah, I'd say a good 20 years now. I've been going to the same barbers. And uh, my hairdresser, the, the guy who cuts my hair, my hair, his name's Bunty. Oh, Bunty. And um, oh, Bunty. Bunty's uh, he's actually part of my set now. Yeah, he's a, if you see my comedy, you'll know what I'm talking about. So Bunty gets a mention all the time, and he's my hairdresser. So big up to him, big up, big up, big up. I can hear my uh, my little boy is playing with. Um, he's got these, you know, those bells you have. You know, when you go to like a, a a restaurant, or if you go to a hotel and you ding the bell, ding ding. He's got one of them now. My dad got it for him. I don't know where my dad got it from. <laughs> it's kind of annoying now because all I can hear is ding, 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 ding. <laughs> He's still pressing it now. Oh, he loves it, man. He's obsessed with it. Finally back um, on the circuit, guys. I did my first ever gig. Do you remember I was saying in the last podcast that I landed a little 10 spot? um in leicester so yeah i did that that was good you know that was um a bit weird not gonna not gonna lie you know because it was in a garden and you don't get that same atmosphere do you like you know it's a room there's a low ceiling people are all sitting together they feel a bit more comfortable and they can laugh especially when the lights are on low you know what i mean um but to be fair it was it is what it is and fair play the, the gig sold out it was a full back garden. The garden was huge. The beer garden was massive. And um, I'd say there was about 100 in there, something like that, which is fairly decent. But it felt so strange going back on, on onto stage. And, um, yeah, it was um, it was a nice feeling. It was a nice feeling to get back up. And it felt like I was doing it again for the first time. Uh, it, I did struggle a little bit on some of my jokes because I forgot how the setup went. So that uh, that was um, <laughs> that was uh, interesting, but do you know what? You, you can't take things for granted. You, I realised that. I realised that when I was on stage that you know, I really did miss comedy. There's been times where I've just gone. You go into like a robot mode of, especially in Edinburgh, you would do it at the Fringe Festival because you gig so you do like five, six, seven gigs a day at Edinburgh Festival, maybe more. And or if you're doing your solo show as well, so you're doing the same jokes every day, basically. And there's times you can go into like a robot mode where you're just talking, and you, it's a bit like driving. You know, you 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 just drive and you you get to one place to the, to the other. You don't even think about the journey. Um, so it's like that, but um, it it didn't feel like that for once, which is good. Um, it actually felt like I was actually trying to get the jokes to work and trying to get the audience to laugh um it was enjoyable i'm glad i did it uh thank you to jonathan alston who gave me the spot um really nice guy jonathan he used to come and do my gigs back in the days when i used to run an open mic night um he used to be really chubby he was a chubby fat kid <laughs> now he's lost so much weight he's skinny skinny blood you couldn't even tell if he, that he was a he was a fat chubby kid. 
He, um, yeah, so he still looks young as well. I don't know how old he is, but he looks like a young boy. He's got a baby face. What can I say? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was good. But um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, it, just like I was saying, you know, don't take things for granted. I mean, like I got a bit emotional sitting in the chair <laughs> in the barbers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've cut my own hair. I have. It's okay. Do you know what I mean? It's temporary base. It's it's all right. But when I when Bunty was cutting my hair, I was like, mate, no one can cut hair like Bunty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's trimming up my beard and shaping it up, and I'm like, see, see, that's the thing about going to a good hairdresser who knows what they're doing. The geezer spent an hour on my hair and my beard. I think it's longer than an hour. That's how good he is. I know. He takes his time, man. Anyway, enough of that ranting and ramping. Um, has anyone ever overspent something? You know, like when you go shopping. I think we all do it. But, like, off, on the way back after my haircut, I thought, let me go and grab some snacks in it. Because by me, there's, a, there's a, an Indian takeaway restaurant. It's actually like, a, we call them tabas in Punjab, in India. And uh, they're basically like street food. So when you drive from New Delhi to Punjab, um, you, there's, there's loads of them. You get like these, they're like cafes, basically. They're like street cafes. So imagine going on a road, say driving on the motorway, kind of thing. They're not motorways, but you know what I mean. Dual carriageway, you're driving down. And then you'll see in the distance, you'll see a little calf. Like a little little tiny calf just on its own. And that's what it's like. So you get them in the UK now. And that's my watch. It's 11am in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, I thought, yeah, let me go in there. I'm, gonna grab, I'm just going to grab some samosas. That's it. That's all I want. Grab some samosas. The missus is going to love it. The kids are going to be happy. My kids are fussy. They don't even eat samosas, man. They eat the pastry bit on the top. The filling, they'll just take it out. Absolutely pointless. You know, I thought, yeah, I'll get some samosas and, um, you know, that's it. I ended up spending £29. <laughs> £29 and 80 pence. I ordered, like, Bombay mixes. I ordered this thing. Oh, what they're called? They're called Gol Guppe, right? And they're basically, like, round balls, pastry balls. Um, bit like a crisp, they look like, but they're round. So what you do is you punch a hole on the top of it and then you fill it with this um, filling that they provide. Um, it's chickpeas, potato, I think it's got coriander in it. It's definitely got onions because you can see them and they add spice to it. And then it's like a filling. So you, you punch the hole in the in in the round thing, give me jig. And you fill it, fill it up, right? And then you get this water. It's like a, what do they call it? It's a water, right? For that thing. It's like a brownie water. It's got black salt in it. Never had black salt. It's really nice. Yeah, black salt. And then you basically dip it into this water. And then you eat it. And um, yeah, you get them all over India. And it's it's a street food. Uh, it's so nice. I had to get them. Oh, what else? I got so much. I got pakoras. I got these other pakoras that have different fillings in. I went crazy. <laughs> and you know, in your head, you're thinking, oh, it's going to come up to about £20 max. Yeah, and then the woman's like, it's £29, 
80 pence. I almost fell on the floor. <laughs> I had to play it cool, like, yeah, 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 that's what I wanted. And I was like, do you have a cash machine? She's like, <laughs> yeah, it's round the corner, bab. I was like, all right, then I'll go and get some money. So that was my day. <laughs> but do you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, one day I would love to spend is in Japan. Because apparently there's a horror production company uh, in Japan. They've opened up a drive-in haunted house. <laughs> so customers actually drive their cars into the into the building. Or they can borrow one from the company. And uh, you can, basically it makes you feel like you're trapped inside a vehicle. And you're being attacked by zombies and ghosts. <laughs> and they use fake blood. Mate, that's brilliant. I would love to do that. I don't know if I'd do it. would be like going to Safari Park, innit? <laughs> More the monkeys have turned into little zombie monkeys. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do that. Uh, yeah, so well, that was part of a weird news story, which is not the weird news story I'm going to do. But it was a quick little article that I read. Um, that's great. I want to do that. So let's do the actual weird news story today. Here we go. So, as always, I don't read the full story. It basically comes out as it is. So I just seen a quick article on this one. And I thought, yep, we're going to do this one. <laughs> so today's weird news story is... Mom caught digging tunnel to free murderer son. <laughs> That's right. A mother tried to dig out a tunnel so she can get her son out of prison. That is absolutely bonkers. Right, let's read the full story. Here we go. It's going to be exciting for all of us. A mother who tried to single-handedly dig her way into a jail in Ukraine to free her murderous son is now facing being locked up herself. <laughs> the 50-year-old woman, happy birthday, 50-year-old woman, who could not be named, that's a shame. Shout out to the person who cannot be named. She rented a house near the jail in southern Zaporozhia region, where her son is serving a life sentence. She then used shovels and pickaxes in order to dig a 10-foot deep tunnel in a nearby field, which can then run for 35-foot underground to just under the prison walls. Mate, she's proper planned this. <laughs> 50-year-old woman, you know. That is crazy. So, um, yeah, what else it says? Yeah, there's a couple of pictures of the tunnel on this. Um, it's a proper tunnel, guys, with a ladder in it, and looks like it's been filled up with water. Yeah, it's probably from the rain. Ukraine, wee! Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she dug only at night so as not to attract attention. Arriving at the dig site on a silent electrical scooter. <laughs> what a genius, man! A jail guard said she had a kind of a trolley, a piece of plywood with small wheels, so she could remove the soil. She's proper planned this, isn't it? The soil was dumped near a disused garage close to where the dig site was located. The woman had shifted some of the three tons of earth by the time she was caught and arrested three weeks after starting her project. 
During the day, the woman kept indoors so as not to attract attention as an outsider. So when the Ukrainian TV station, TSN, showed a photo of her to a nearby shopkeeper, he did not recognise her. <laughs> Probably because she was covered in mud. And it... <laughs> uh, there's a couple of more pictures and there's like these hand tools. These hand tools are like proper old man. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, you you picture a spade that you'd get in B and Q. It's not like that. It's like a. It looks like it's all been molded into one shape. <laughs> uh, so she used hand tools to excavate the earth and placed the trolley. Oh, I read that bit. That's under a picture. Anyway, local resident Zerhi Plinyansky. Shout out to Zerhi Plinyansky. Said this mother prepared thoroughly. Perhaps she's a miner's daughter. Ah. To dig three metres deep would be hard enough. She had no excavator or anything of the kind. <laughs> no details have been given about the identity of a son who's from Mykolaiv, I think. I don't know. A five-hour drive away, but is now jailed in the bleak penal colony. During a search of the rented house, police found hand tools for digging, the woman won praise for Ukrainians. <laughs> they said, this is a real mother, not one of those who abandoned their children, said a commenter. End of story. Wow. To be fair, that's a proper mum, is it? You got a rater. <laughs> Trying to get your son out of prison by digging a hole. She's obviously watched Money Heist, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I love Money Heist. I got into it and I've watched all of it. Been proper bingy done it, bingy. Bingy episodes, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, I watched the whole of uh, Money Heist and I loved it. So maybe she watched a couple of movies. Uh, maybe she is a a child of a, an old miner. Who knows? Because she's got the tools. <laughs> if that was me and I was in prison and my mother tried to get me out, I think she would dig a hole. Yeah, she would. She'd get to me, and then she'd beat me up. <laughs> that would be my mom's excuse. You're a bloody stupid boy, you know. Why are you doing this thing, huh? I'm telling you, come here, come here. She'd, she'd slap me up with a slipper. <laughs> Fair play. That was today's weird news story. Nice one. Um, I wonder how she got caught. She must be proper famous now, though, in Ukraine, ain't it? I bet she is, man. Wow. That's it. We'll, we'll, we'll end it there. That's the end of the podcast. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I'll Hopefully, I'll try and keep these up regular as I can. Obviously, I need to find stories about my own life, which is interesting. Hopefully, the noisy neighbour will stop. If you are a noisy neighbour, stop it. Your neighbours don't like it. Let them sleep. Um, if you've got a son in prison... Oh, well, don't go digging him out. Other than that, thanks for listening. This has been a crazy little thing called Lifters. See you later, guys.